welcome back. Tegu Pitch from the home. Bro, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been we don't want to we don't want to do the same regurgitated bullshit, you know, the back and forth of the players union and the and the MLB. We just wanted baseball, no man. And you know what? It was honestly good for us too. We got a nice little break from it. Uh still made a few little Instagram edits here and there. And uh I feel like once the season kicks, we're gonna I'm gonna be making a lot more edits. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm excited. Listen, I mean at the end of the day, you know, last year we took our little hiatus, our we had two DL stints. Yes. We're getting it all in right away, you know. Yep. Um, we had it during the outbreak from like March till April. March to April we did that. Now this we're we're ready to rock and roll. I mean, listen. Um, they say this season's a marathon, not a sprint. This year it's a fucking sprint, man. Sixty games yeah. in six six days. Yeah, I'm this, ready. This is just a, a power, power fucking season, bro. 60 games, 66 yeah. days. My liver is not ready. Be a quick ass punch. Yeah, like I said, my my liver's not ready for this, but. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, started off, you know. Obviously, everything's gonna go down with uh, COVID testing. They're testing every other day and such. And that means, you know, we're going to get more positives than we expect because everybody's getting tested and and such. So the numbers are going to go up. Some notable guys getting tested and, and get t- coming back positive. Charlie Blackman tested positive. Yes. Freddie that was Freeman. a while ago, though, no? Yeah, so he might be good for, for opening day. Yeah. Freddie Freeman recently tested positive. Um, yeah, last week, two weeks ago. Aaron Nola, you know, some big-name guys. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing's no joke. I know you you uh you have a different opinion on it, but this thing's no a different j- opinion because I had it. All right. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if you want to announce that or not, but hey, listen. I had it, and I honestly did not even know I had it because it literally felt like allergies or a cold. And I'm just saying, like I said to you before. Every single player in the MLB is about a million times healthier than me, so they should be uh, they should be just fine. Unless they had a, a more serious case of it, because you said you had like a relatively mild case. You said, you think? I mean, just could be my immune system. I've also never had the flu of a day in my life. Let's knock on wood for that one. Thank God. For your uh, sake. I mean, no, no, not even. I mean, dude, we went to. We went to high school with, well, I don't know how many were there when, like, we were in school together. But in my freshman year, dude, there were, like, almost 3,000 3, kids. Passing by 3,000 kids a day. And I didn't get the flu once. Once in my entire 13 years of going to school, I didn't get the flu once. Nah, I'm immune to that shit. <laughs> well, either way, you know, a lot of big-name guys getting coming up positive and And they're even saying it's fucking them up a little bit. So we obviously hoping the best for them. Um... Dude, it's crazy. Think about it. If these guys, because what is the recovery? Six window is six weeks, right? That's the absolute longest. Yeah. If one that's of these like, guys, that's hos, yeah. that's hospitalization though. By the way, okay. Mind you, mind you, non-hospitalization. These... The longest it would be is four weeks, and you have it in your system for a minimum of I think ten days. Okay. So like from again, when you first show symptoms, go on. Let's not forget the ten days in this season. Is a sixth of the season. A lot. If you're missing four weeks, 
you missed at least half the season. Yes. Yeah, we're playing a dangerous game here with this thing. Yes. I mean, as Mets fans, we're glad that it's the Braves getting impacted and the Phillies getting impacted. I mean, we don't want to see anyone getting sick or injured, obviously. But I, was say, I don't know about happy. I dude, I fucking I would lo- would have loved to see Freddie Freeman at full health for all sixty games. Oh, trust me, love it. Because Freeman, I, Freeman's one of those guys where you just you love watching him. He's he's a, you're, he's a great ball player. He's a guy who plays by the rules, does it right, you know. Just one of those easy guys to root for, no matter who you're a fan of. I love him. He's like Joey yeah. Votto. Biggest, verse. Big, he and Joey Votto. Yeah. Big a Mets fan as any, and I love Freddie Freeman. Love him. He's hard to hate. He really is. So he'll be, you know, he gets better soon as well as everybody else. Um, but, man, 2020 season, 60 games, 66 days. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Each team is playing the corresponding division as well as their own division. Yes. Um, I think it's, what, four games against the other league? I think so. And then the rest against your division? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So the Mets avoid having it's to go to It's like, Houston. yes. Uh, and it's something along the lines of, like, um, what is it? How many games? It's like forty games against your division. Yeah, I think it's ten right? per ten, ten against each team. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy because normally they play what eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, then you got yeah, and then it's four against the others in the other division, which is five each, five teams, and it's twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sixty games. Yeah, that's dude, it's insane. I mean, I'm looking at the breakdown of just who these guys have to play. Yeah. I, I think we're going to have a overly uh, an inflated uh, record from a, a guy in the, from a team in the Central. What team? I'm going to say the Brewers. They're going to have an inflated yeah. record. I just don't think the pitching is there this year. It wasn't coming into the year regardless. But obviously that offense can do God knows what it can do. Oh yeah. I think the Cubs will have an inflated record as well. Yeah. I mean realistically any team that comes out of, comes into the playoffs with from the Central because they have to play the AL Central, which is the Tigers and the Royals alone are two easy wins right there. In my personal opinion, what I think it's gonna be is that they're they're really just going to – the teams that dominate are going to be teams that get off to the hot start hitting. Because, like, uh, me and Mac were talking about the other day when you decided not to answer at all, um, that, you know – Sorry, I turned it to, to Hinton. Apparently. Uh, these pitchers are just so far ahead of the hitters. Yeah. Well, watching the Yankees and uh, who was it? Dodgers. Dodgers, too. Watching the Dodgers, too. Just yeah, the pitchers are just so far ahead of the hitters. It's insane. We're, By the way, are the Mets going to do, the do that? Are the Mets going to do that? I think I think they will. I Can hope I so. It? I really hope so. Me, too. But uh, I was watching the Braves sim game a little bit earlier today. I'm sure 
these pitchers are way ahead of the hitters because let's be real, you couldn't see live pitching. Your fucking 1900s glove. 1920s, bro. But I think we'll see a 500 team out of the West as a wild card team. Whoa. Out of what West? AL West or NL West? I'm going to go with the AL West. Okay. Why? Because, you know, you look at the East, each division is going to beat up on each other. Okay. There's really the only team that you're going to overpower, the Marlins and and the Orioles. The Blue Jays have Ryu, and they have the young hitters, so there's... There's potential there for them to cause some problems, especially in a shortened season. In the Central, you still got the Cardinals, the Brewers, Cubs. And you look on the other side, you got the Indians, who will, will still be there at the end of the day because you have Lindor. You can't count them out. You have uh, the White Sox, who really revamped their entire roster going into this year. And you have the Twins, who probably one of the best offensive teams in baseball. Okay. Probably when the, it, but I would say the yeah yeah if yeah right the best offensive team in baseball is not one of them. Then you look to the West, you got the Dodgers, you got the Rockies. Who let's be real, this is not a bad Rockies team. They have talent. No, uh, you know what I was gonna say to you by the way the other day just Uh-oh. reminded me. I can almost. Not guaranteed, but I have a strong feeling that when Jonathan Gray leaves the Rockies, he's going to become a Cy Younger. Take off, yeah, yep. yeah, he'll be nasty. Oh yeah, he also needs to stay healthy, but that's another story. Don't well, come to New York. That's the story of 2020 right now. I think that. So anyway, not only are we dealing with. Now, 2020 schedule, which hasn't even started yet. Yeah. We're dealing with 2021 schedule now. We're looking ahead. Because MLB likes to, to do things ahead of time. They've always, released a schedule, they've always released a schedule around mid-August. Yes. Now it's a little early, but every team's starting on the same day the next year. Yes. April 1st. Yep. Which is nice. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Push it push it back a little yeah, from recent years. Yeah, it's gonna start. It's gonna end in October. Love it, I dude. I love October baseball. I love <laughs> that. Yo, that last game. It's like crisp you know, it's a one o'clock game. Crisp air. And that by the end of the game, it's like it's like nice and it's like chill out. Yeah, I love it. Love it. No better feeling, especially if you know that the Mets are going to the playoffs, which is oh, nice, good, but. <laughs> uh, every te- every team will play its first game on the same day for the first time since 1968. Since 1968, because they always have the one on that first day. They always have the one on the first on like the day before. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. That's cool. First time in it will be 53 years. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's a nice little tidbit. I didn't know that. So Atlanta will host the 91st All Star Game on July 13th. Atlanta's By the way, first 
all-star game since hosting it in 2000 at Turner Field. Yeah, which was the first year of Turner Field, no? No, I was going online because it was the 94 Olympics, something like that. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the Dodgers are going to host it in 2022. 2022. And who's hosting it in uh, 23? They didn't announce that yet. I thought I thought there was something with like the uh, you know with like America. What's that? No, it's twenty twenty six. Oh, who's hosting it then? The Phillies. The Phillies are going to host Phillies. it twenty twenty six. Right, 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 right. So what they'll probably end up doing is they'll probably load up on AL teams between twenty three and twenty six. Yeah. Probably. Um, I I feel like we never fucking have. All star games at AL Fields anymore. Yeah, yeah. But we always have the DH. Yes. Well, last, yeah. last year was Cleveland. Before that it was Washington. And then, yeah, no, I don't know. Because there was no Cincinnati before, at one point. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so in 2021. Clubs are going to resume full interleague schedules, and interleague play will again align regionally. So it'll be East versus East, West versus West. So the Mets just pretty much avoid Houston at all costs. Yeah. Um, as do the Yankees. So Garrett Cole mm-hmm. gets lucky there. Uh, I'm sure they'll yeah. play in Houston like a two-game set or something like that. But I didn't. I didn't look at the Yankee schedule. Um, but the Mets avoid Houston for sure. Yeah. Sadly. Cool, cool fact here. Not yeah. only will the Mets be playing the Yankees in three, two three-game sets, they'll be at Yankee Stadium finishing up a three-game set on July 4th. Okay. To the Subway Series on July 4th. And they'll be at City Field on September 11th, the 20th anniversary of the terror attacks. God bless. Good job, Major League Baseball. Well that done. Right there, that right there, that's that's a Twin Towers poster. Behind your behind your blur, because we know no free ads. Yeah, no free no free ads, bro. But that's that's a that's a Twin Towers poster. Um, the only but, poster I've left to my. <laughs> yeah, you're in your room for once instead of the instead of the studio. Yes, yes. Need to need to stay stay home today. Um. Too but hot. Good on Major League Baseball for doing Yankees and Mets 9-11. Now let's see if they'll double down on their good and let them wear the hats. They better. Because the, the Mets are in Toronto this year on 9-11. Are they really? That's kind of fucked up. A little bit. Why would they do that? Like out of all the years you could have could have done that, done Mets Yankees 9-11. This is the year. Nah, next year. Well, either way, you can, you can toy around year. with it and, and see how honestly, it works. Honestly, they should be doing it every year, but... It should be, yeah. 100%. That's neither here nor there, whatever. And they should be allowed to wear the hats every year, but... Again. That's... Yeah, so, uh... Like, Pete's kind of pregame the... hat last year, I just oh. saw? Yeah. That shit was... Fire, bro. I want it. 
so bad. All right. Anyway, what's, so what's next? Uh, we have anything next? No, not really. Just kind of. We do have. We had Justin from OnBase Media. We did yes. chat with him a little bit. Really that great guy, be, and uh, you guys will be seeing that in the next few minutes. Yeah, he's a really great guy, and and okay, he's another one of those guys just loves consuming baseball media. He's just like you yes. and I. You know, and we hope to have him on again soon, and maybe we'll do something, a collab with him on his Instagram pages and, and more stuff going down the road. That'd be uh, cool. Great guy. Another, yeah. another New Yorker as well. Yes. Um, wow. Okay. Well, Giants 2021 schedule. Here's an interesting quirk here. For the first time ever. The San Francisco Giants begin on the road against an AL opponent. Okay. Who? Uh, my Wi-Fi was being slow. Because I know, you're a little bit. laggy. A little bit. So, so let's wrap it up. They start in Seattle. Interesting. Very interesting. They start in Seattle, in San Diego, and their home opener is against Colorado the second weekend. You, you think Kalanick will be on the team? <sighs> I hope so. I want to see that kid rake already. Was he was he at the Mariners player pool? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I could look it up quick if you want. Yeah, let's find out. And then we'll wrap it up. Oh, we forgot. Little, you're getting a laggier. Go on, say I it. Forgot the uh, the list of players who have opted out already for the 2020 season. Uh, do you want me to say it? I have the list. If you have it right in front, I'll look up Kalanick. If you have the list. All right. Players that have opted out so far: Mike Leak of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was first too. Yes, he was first, and then the second. I'm going in order actually. And uh, Ryan Zimmerman of the Washington Nationals. He's on a one-year deal, actually, so it's kind of weird. I, I There are a couple kind of guys. That... Yeah, that, no that are free agents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike Leake is also a free agent at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Ross of the Washington Nationals as well. Uh, he is uh, He's opting out. His brother Tyson Ross of I don't didn't even know that he's playing. Bitch. Um, I guess my gardeners are here. Uh, Don't they know David what, Price? What, this is important here. <laughs> David Price of the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, will not playing in will not be playing in his first year. We will see him next year, I suppose. Yep, and yep. then Felix Hernandez of the Atlanta Braves, which I was very surprised about because yeah, that I felt this was kind shocked. of this this was a big year for him and kind. of He's also on a one-year deal, so I mean, it's. Uh, he is. Yeah. I feel like c- could be could be the end of the road for Felix. I mean, the Mariners. Could, could you find yeah. it? I'm, I'm I'm going. My shit's being real slow. Interesting though, the Mariners did uh, they have their number five prospect George Kirby on their player man pool uh player uh pool. Yeah. A couple of their top prospects are in their player pool, so I wouldn't be shocked. I'm on the infielders here. Uh, uh, come Adams. on. 
top prospects up. Oh, see something about Kalanick here. Outfielder seven. They have seven outfielders in the current player pool. Yep, Kalanick. Kalanick. Both Kalanick oh. and Julio Rodriguez. Oh, oh, that kid. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we get to see both of them very soon. Uh, outfielders on their, on their player pool. So yep. one of these guys is – that's interesting. So in their 60-man player pool, they only have Malik Smith as an established uh, established player. So Kellenick might well, get a crack at the opening day roster this year. Because Mitch Hanniger's hurt, but he, he will probably be be ready. No, he's not on the player pool. He's still he's transferred to the 60-day DL. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. I'd say it's mind. one of those safe and sorry. So they have Braden Bishop, Zach Deloach, Jake Fraley, Jared Kellen, and Kyle Lewis, Julio Rodriguez, and Malik Smith are their outfielders. I'm not going to lie. That's a talented group of outfielders. It is. Will I'd they perform at the major league level? We will see. I think they'll, they'll be fun to watch. That'll be an interesting team to watch because they've underperformed each of the last couple of years. Yeah. All uh, right. Regardless, fuck your gardeners. Nah, they <laughs> fuck do a my great Wi-Fi. Job. Fuck yes. my Wi-Fi. Yes, definitely. Fuck coronavirus. Yeah. Hey, man, opening day is, what, 14 days away? Yeah, two weeks from today. I'm excited. Hope we'll have another episode it's coming soon. Uh, keep on the lookout. We're going to have Bowling Green Hot Rod announcer Sean Mernon on at one point. He's uh, Bowling Green Hot Rod is Tampa Bay Race single affiliate. So he's, he's seen Wander Franco play all last year. And it'll be interesting to talk to him about Wander Franco as well. Yeah. He's got an interesting journey through the minor league. So stay tuned for that down the road. But to end the episode, <clears throat> we will uh, leave you with us chatting with Justin from On Base Media. All right, and we got a guest here today on Take a Pitch. Justin from On Base Media on Instagram. Definitely give it a follow. Justin, how you doing, man? I am good. How are you guys doing? Very good, very good. Doing all right. Healthy, thankfully. That's the most important right now. Yeah. It is. So, all right, you part of our group of, I guess, five or six that helped us put this tournament on. You brought in some guys we uh, doing the charity tournament. Um, I want to say thanks again for that, helping out Absolutely. with that. Uh, how did you get your page started, man? Like, real quick. Yeah. No. The name, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. It was not supposed to be what it is. I started it while I was working at a day camp two years ago. It was just for fun. I didn't expect to gain a following. It was just for fun. In fact, I stopped after the 2018 season and didn't pick it back up until February of 2019. And then during the season, the following started coming. So I continued to post and I've posted three times a day uh, since February of 2019 now. And it's just fun. It's like the followers are cool, but to be honest, I just like talking baseball and I found a place I could do it. That's not Twitter and the name. I don't have a cool story or anything. It's not like Pink Floyd. It just, I tried using at bat media, but that's also the name of the MLB app. So I was like, I probably don't want to go that route. So I just, I chose another baseball phrase and I just went along with it. So what do you mean by it wasn't supposed to be what it was? You just did it for fun to talk baseball? Yeah. My first post was I posted the top 
five hottest teams in baseball with the notes app on my phone while helping little kids get their snow cones at Coney Island. I mean, this, I mean, it was, it was like, it wasn't like, I wasn't supposed to be on my phone. Like I was about to get in trouble, but I was just like, you know what? F it, let's do it. And then I, I didn't take it seriously for the first nine months. So mm-hmm. sorry. I work at a day camp. I completely understand that you're not, you're not supposed to be on your phone thing. Trying to fucking, you know, sneak that in there. I get that. Um, you have a podcast now too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like a separate thing. I take my Instagram live recordings, I take the audio, and I post it on Apple and, and Spotify. So it, it's sort of just to get me on another platform, um, just to sort of get my voice out there. I know podcasts are huge right now, and when people hear that they're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, it sort of gets them a little bit more excited to, to talk to a college kid. <laughs> Is that how you got uh, our buddy Jim Duquette? No, I begged Jim Kett to go live with me, and oh, he wouldn't really? do it. Yeah, I called him out on my story. I, I tried playing <laughs> the whole game, but it took another page hitting him up for me. It was literally a 12-year-old who got him to agree to talk to us on Zoom for an hour. Like, he wouldn't respond to me. He didn't acknowledge me until the Zoom call. It was it was another baseball page that saw wow. my idea and took it, and he responded to the kid like that. Never responded to me personally, but I, you know what? I got an hour out of him, and that's all I can ask for. So, yeah. that's really funny because he he'll, he'll watch our stories and everything. It's kind of yeah. weird. He doesn't follow us. He'll watch our stories. Everything. Does he do this you? He's a, he does everybody. Every page that I talk to says thank. Post on their story. Thank you, Jimmy Kett, for watching our stories. He does <laughs> it with everybody. He is a baseball fanatic. It seems like, or he just stalks a lot of Instagram <laughs> pages. I mean, he's, he's everywhere, um, which yeah. is crazy. And I think it's cool that he cares that much. I mean, he has 21,000 followers, but he says that he, he'll follow back anybody who's in baseball who follows him, and he follows 5,000 people. So he doesn't right. really care. He just he, he wants to be in it when there's no season. Does he follow you back? Yes, he, he did follow me back, which I <laughs> thought was cool. I, I had a little fanboy moment there. I mean, him looking at my story was cool, but the follow back was fun. All right, now we, now we understand the story as to why he keeps creeping on our, our it's stories. <laughs> that is, um, every day, Max gets so mad. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, Jim? Just send him a message. I guarantee you he'll look at it. He literally looks at everything. Right, he'll look at it, but he'll respond to the question. He might. If you offer him a podcast, he'll, there's, I, I think there's a good chance that I think there's 50-50 easily that he'll respond. So when you when you reached out to him, it was just it's to go and go live with me. No podcast to it, just go live. I didn't have the podcast then. I was like, do you want to go live and talk baseball with some followers? And he left me on open. And after he left me on open, I made a video. I posted it on my story saying, Jim Duquette, I dare you to go live with me. Silence. Same night, this baseball page, I think it's like Baseball Palace or something, 1,200 followers says, I'm going to do the same thing. Response to me the next day saying, I got Jim Duquette to agree. When do you want to do the Zoom call? And I'm like, are you kidding me? How old are you? And he was like 12. And I'm like, I know it. You're 12. <laughs> and it was just like, the kid was awesome, though. He was shy. I mean, but it was, it, it turned out to be really cool. I think the kid was nervous because he kept on asking me questions beforehand. But it, any chance you get, you, you yeah. sort of have to take it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I feel like the baseball influencer world is no country for old men here. It's all like 12, 15 year olds. It's like, and then there's us college kids and kids and older. And we're just like, 
what are we doing? I get so excited when I see people who can legally drink. Like, like that just <laughs> makes me so happy because everyone else is 15 years old. And I'm yeah. like, dude, I've been playing baseball longer than you've been alive. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, <laughs> well, you're, you're a part of that, that Instagram group that like baseball addicts one, right? The baseball chat. I think you had. Yeah. Yeah. I was they're all like, too. they're all like 12, 12 yeah. to 15. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Kind of uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it made me uncomfortable first. I'm like, I'm definitely going to get in some sort of weird trouble with this. I I don't know what to do. And they and they all think they're experts. But some of them have yeah. good stuff. And yeah. But it just anybody on here is – I don't take myself as an expert. Like, I will never say that anything I post is right. I don't think I'm right. I just think I'm another person with an opinion. Mm-hmm. You can call me wrong, but I don't think I'm posting it because I'm right. If right. I did, then I should be getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah. There you go. Like you posted uh, underpaid players. What is this? Your top top guys that you think are underpaid? I just picked nine guys who I thought will get big paydays one day just based off of how they're doing now. Um, and I, I mean, people are going to comment thinking that I missed somebody, and I probably did. There are probably hundreds of guys who were underpaid, but I just took the guys who had good seasons last year and was just like, these guys will, will be getting that that five-year, $120 million contract. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, somebody already commented JT Romuto. He's missing him. Yeah. No, definitely. I think, I, think, I think he'll get paid less than people think, though. Um, I think some I team agree. will overpay for him, but I don't think – I think two years ago he would have gotten a bigger contract oh, yeah. um, than, than he will in free agency. I think if he mm-hmm. signs an extension with Philly, he'll get a lot more money than he will in free agency. I mean, 60 games will help him, I think. As if he can get off to a hot start, it will for sure help him. Absolutely. I mean, what are your takes on this? I know Billy and I, we have our opinions. and I would love to hear those. I, I'm all about hearing opinions. We're going to unload. We have, we have a full episode. We're going we're gonna to put you right in the middle of the episode. <laughs> we got a full episode coming. We have our, our two others who we, we do this regularly with. These guys, they're ready to unload. I mean. Are you guys upset? Like, are you guys upset about it, or are you happy, or where do you guys stand? Go ahead, Billy. You started. All right, I'll start. Um, <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, at this point, just happy that baseball's back. It's really, Absolutely. it's really it. Um, I wish there was more games. I wish it was not so strict, but I mean, at, realistically, haven't watched a baseball game in seven months. About. Yep. And I'll just I'll take it. Better than the KBO. The KBO is not fun to watch, and I don't like ESPN. I do not hate ESPN. Yeah, (laughs) I could go into an hour rant about my feelings about ESPN, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still may want to work there one day. So, (laughs) but yeah, no, I mean, hey, listen, I'll watch the KBO because it's baseball. Yeah, I'll watch Aaron Altair strike out because it's Aaron Altair striking out. It feels like the major leagues. Yeah. It feels like MLB baseball. Yeah. Um, I think, me personally, I, I guess, like Billy said, you know, I'm just happy baseball's back. Been waiting for it for God knows how long. Opening day was supposed to be my birthday. It was supposed to be the greatest year ever. Doesn't happen. Yeah. So, I just think that the biggest thing we're going to get out of this is that all these people, all these stat heads are going to be looking at these inflated stats. Yep. 
and for years to come, they're going to be like, well, don't forget this guy did this in, in just 60 games. And I feel like everybody who gets off to a hot start is now going to be compared to the 60-game sample we have yeah. as a 2020 season. Yeah. It's, I think that's to be the problem here. It's going to be a different kind of year. And a lot of these pages, I'm not sure if you see it in the chat, but all of them love their, uh, their sabermetrics, which is awesome. But I'm just new to sabermetrics. It's, it's a new concept to me, and, and I am all for learning about it. So I, to be honest, I, I learned things. I think 60 games is not baseball because it's baseball is a marathon. It is not a sprint. If you put a pitcher in a 60-game season, they're going to have a, an ERA, which I know is not a favorite term anymore, of at least a run higher because of that, because of those first four starts, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's going to look bad on a lot of people. Um, is it going to be fun? Oh, my God. I think the Marlins could make the playoffs this year at this point. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to raise a lot of question marks on who can really play, you know, 162 games. And if JT Realmuto hits 390 with 15 home runs, then there's going to be some interesting conversations in the offseason. I think – Biggest thing, yeah. me personally, I don't know how Billy was thinking about this. Is the, the, the injury factor? Yep. Guys like I know, I know you're a Yankee fan, Justin. Guys like Stanton, who really haven't been able to stay on the field, and in Mets case, you know, on Yep. This 60 game season, will it help them? Will it hurt them because everything's so compressed? Yep. Or will it help them because they've had so much more time? I think that's kind of a storyline to watch too. If they can stay on the field for 55 out of the 60 games, I think that's the best thing they can do. Because I know both of them can hit. If both of those guys are on the field, and I think the DH just saved Cespedes' entire career, I think it changes baseball significantly. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of guys in the National League needed the DH. I think Castellanos will love it in a couple years. But I think if Joannis can stay on the field 40 games, let's give him 40 games, and he will hit. It's yeah. He hit before, and I think he'll come back, and I think he could hit another 30 and 100. So I think they need to play 75% of the season to call it a success. All right. Now, are you on Twitter as well as on Base Media? I, I am on Twitter, but I haven't tweeted in like three months. Well, and I know Billy's going to hate me for asking this. Have you seen uh, Aubrey Huff? Oh, I, hate I was working the other two days. I Sorry, I was working two days ago, and I saw something on a story about Aubrey Huff. I love Aubrey Huff as a player, and I don't like getting political and stuff. We don't have to go into the politics. He had some very extreme views and posts, and I didn't realize he was like that. And I was like, wow. Um, but he, And I read the comments, because I, I look at the post, and then you still have to read the comments to see if his audience is actually going for it. 80% of his audience loved what he's talking about. Yep. So he so he obviously has an audience, whether you agree with it or not. He has an audience for it. So I I guess he's he's doing his thing. I'm not saying I agree with it in any means, but it's social media for a reason. And yep. I mean, the thing is, he raises a good point over team stats versus individual stats. His his thing with Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at a new generation of baseball right now, where it's sabermetric driven and. Billy can give you a whole class on sabermetrics. Trust me. <laughs> I'm sure he would love to talk sabermetrics for an hour or something like that. But um, it's sabermetric driven. It's 
all numbers. It's it's these guys who were were pushed around because they were nerds. They love the numbers and, and averages and math. That's driving now the game. I mean, we're looking. Mm-hmm. We talk. We talk about Jim Duquette. You know, he really kind of operated in a game where, like Aubrey Huff said, it's all team numbers, wins, losses. You know how you guys play the game with around them. I mean, it's just an interesting battle now when you look at it because Bauer was going with war, how he has yeah. a higher war than, than Aubrey Huff's career yep. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Aubrey Huff hit 271 as a yeah. career. Yeah, I'll, hit I'll like, take what did he hit, like there. 154 in his last season? Well, <laughs> yeah, at what, 30, 35, 36? Yeah, he was old. I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It's like it very clearly, you know, hurt his career number. <laughs> Yeah. But I think you're also comparing a pitcher and a primarily first baseman and a DH. And I think Trevor Bauer is not as good as people think he is. He is, to me, he has never lived up to his potential. I think he had a good season. I whether it was 2018 or 2019, I don't remember. I think he's had a, I think he's had a good season. But he was supposed to be the number one guy at one point. Yes, he is exactly. not that guy. He is a number two or three starter on a championship team. Um, and I don't care what metrics you use, but I forget how he did in the postseason in 2018, um, but I remember the bloody finger. That's that's what I remember. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how he pitched, but he is not a number one starter, and he can use whatever metrics he wants. And I, I've grown to like war more and more. I think it's an interesting thing to see how good you are above your replacement. Mm-hmm. And I think the guys who rank at the top of war are the best players of all time. Bonds, Trout, all those guys. I think when you get down to where Bauer is, I don't think it really matters because I think – I think you can use it to separate the top tier from right below the top tier. And I think once you get at that point, I think it's nitty gritty and you can look at deeper stats instead of war. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Bauer's big on spin rate. And I mean, listen, he's great. I think he's great for the game. Don't get me wrong yeah. in terms of what he has off the field. Yeah. But like you said, he, he's a two or three on championship team. But I mean, as the Yankee fan, is he a guy you'd want on in your rotation? He would never be a Yankee. That's the thing. <laughs> he would never be a Yankee. It's like, he, yeah. go ahead. No, I was pers- I was just going to say, I personally don't think he would be able to make it in New York, Philly, yeah. or Boston. I don't think so. He's just so sensitive as a player. I think, as you said, he's great off the field because he does social media. He did this whole wiffle ball thing, which I watched in its entirety. I think it's awesome. Again, I think he's sensitive, and I just don't think the Yankees would sign an enigma like that at this point. He is he is such a personality. He is so – not crazy, but out there. Um, and I don't think the Yankees do that. Would I want him on my fantasy baseball team? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Could I think of 15 other pitchers who I would rather have? Two or three of them on that same pitching staff in Cincinnati? Yes. I would take, yeah, I would take Castillo, Sonny Gray, DiSclefani over him. Yeah, I mean, you, you put Sonny Gray on your underpaid list. I mean, the guy's going to get paid. The way, yeah. the way he pitched last year, and I think a shortened season might even help him too. I, I think 100%. Yeah. I think he was one of those guys who's an amazing pitcher, but he could not pitch in New York. And A.J. Burnett, Carl Pravano, I think there are multiple guys who have been that, and that doesn't, you know, that, that – it means they just can't pitch on the big stage. Yep. So. Now, obviously, you say pitch on the big stage. Do you think that means playoffs as well? No, I think I think if you can't pitch in New York in July, it's going to be hard for you to pitch in the playoffs. I mean, I, 
I think there's a difference. And Clayton Kershaw is one of the greatest regular season pitchers of all time. He, I still, I would still rather have Andy Pettit than I would Clayton Kershaw because Andy Pettit can pitch from April to November. Mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw can pitch from April to September. So if you're asking me in their prime during a pennant chase who I'd rather have, I'm taking Andy Pettit. He may not give you eight innings of 12 strikeout baseball, but he'll give you six innings and a quality start, and he'll give you that maybe even more in the postseason. What a take. I, love, <laughs> I know I really love that. I do. <laughs> I will get roasted to no end if I put that, put that on my page. Okay, we'll put it on ours. <laughs> I, I'll probably do it because I think it's a good idea now. But, I mean, Andy Pettit in, in 98 was dominant. And, like, it, it just – I think Clayton Kershaw is a Hall of Famer. But yeah. I think if, if you're going to ask me who I want for a full season, including the postseason, I'm going to take Andy Pettit. What a take. I like that. <laughs> no, you're not – but here's the thing. You're not wrong, though, because yeah. of, of the fact that especially, you know, being in New York, as the three of us are, I know Billy and I, as Mets fans, we would love a good postseason performance. Uh, Matt Harvey in 2015. Yeah, I feel bad for Matt Harvey. Job. Um, you know, we'll take a guy who will pitch April to, to November, as yeah. opposed to just. I don't want to say it, but Noah Syndergaard, who, with the exception of 2016, you know, pitched. I mean, he, he got the, the benefit of the doubt where he came up in May or June. Um, but, you know, he didn't really put together the full – kind of fell apart at the end of that, that 2015 run. I think Noah Syndergaard is going to need to figure out how to pitch again. I don't think he's Justin Verlander. I think Justin Verlander is, is a different breed. The guy can go from throwing 92 in the first to 99 in the seventh. Noah Syndergaard, I don't think, is that guy. I think Noah Syndergaard is going to have to either live around 94 or he's going to find himself in the bullpen really, really fast Um, because he just hasn't proved that he can stay healthy and consistently throw 97. I think the guy is filthy, and he could easily be one of the best pitchers in baseball, but he's going to have to learn to live at 94 and 95 with a slider that he's going to throw at 90, which is unheard of, um, or else he's going to have a really hard time, I think, I mean, for me, I think he, you mentioned Noah Syndergaard in the bullpen. Put Syndergaard in front of Edwin Diaz in the eighth? Oh, I, God. I, think I would you, not want to be there. I think you trade Edwin Diaz and put Syndergaard in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, and you call it a day because I think you could do that. I think, like, isn't that the future of baseball, too? Like, oh, yeah, but I say, you're changing baseball right now. You get rid of the closer and bring in starters in the back end. I, I mean, didn't, didn't the Giants do that with Bumgarner in uh, 14? Yep. I mean, they brought him in to close. Didn't they have Romo or whatever? Yeah. And Romo yeah. has gotten a last out of the World Series before. But they brought in Bumgarner because it was historic. And that goes back to the Kershaw thing. I would take Bumgarner over Kershaw. Yeah. Interesting. Because the guy has been all-time dominant in the postseason. Like. Yeah. I mean, has anyone pitched better in the postseason in recent history than Madison no. Bumgarner? No, no, not even close. So, I was, yeah. If you had to pick an all-time postseason starting five. Actually, we'll go starting postseason. Four postseason. Postseason starting four? 
It's not going to be in order, but I can not name yet. four. Okay. I think Pettit is there. I think Bumgarner is there. I think, I think Sabathia could be in there. Because um, what he did in 08 with the Brewers, he right. led the Yankees in 09. Um, People forget about him doing that, what he did there. And if we're just going with modern day, I would go Roy Halladay. But, I mean, you could put Don Larson in there. You could put, you know, a number of guys. But I think in the past 20 years, I think those four guys in the postseason, it's, it's going to be over fast. <clears throat> oh, my God. I would not want to go against that rotation. That's for sure. No. <laughs> you wouldn't need a bullpen, honestly, with that. No, you, no, but maybe nowadays those guys would go three innings and then you would turn it over to who knows what. <laughs> those guys are all those guys are all different breeds too, if you look at it. No, hundred percent. You're not taking I, the ball from them. No. They're giving you the ball when they're done. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. I mean hundred like percent. Edwin Jackson is no hitter. I don't know yeah. if you read that in uh, the MLB.com thing. Are you talking about – Yeah. Which one are you talking about? They basically put in an article 10 years later looking back from people who yep. were involved in it. There, Edwin Jackson was like, he, he's not coming out of the game. You, Everybody knew that. Yeah. They weren't going to pull him. Yeah, I he mean, he threw – Yeah, I made a video when it was on that day. He threw 149 pitches to finish his no-hitter. I think he almost walked 10 guys. Mm-hmm. And I think he would have been taken out in the fifth inning nowadays and i mean edwin jackson has set baseball records for things that no one wants to set a baseball record for um well he's played on 15 different teams would i have loved to been a fly on the wall in his career to see his journey yes like like if edwin jackson could have put me in a suitcase and i could have watched what he's gone through i think that would make an amazing documentary and i would have loved to have been there but I think in terms of a baseball player, you know, you feel bad for him because the guy was supposed to be the guy. And he, he never turned out to be. And I just don't get why people keep on letting him start. Like, I think he could – think he's another guy if you put him in the bullpen and let him throw. I think he can still throw 95. I mean, I don't know the last time he pitched, but I think he could still throw 95. Yeah, I think he was with Toronto. But I think you put him in the bullpen. I, I think he would do great, but for some reason, people still let him start after proving he's just inconsistent at best when starting. You should reach out to him to see if he'll go live with you. I have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you really? I've reached out to 350-plus baseball players to see if they'll go live with me. <laughs> oh, man. How many of them have left you on red? Not just the letter, but red. I know I the ones I've looked back at, a couple – um, James Loney followed me two weeks ago. I followed him back. He has 320 followers on Instagram. I said, hey, I texted him my whole spiel. He left me unopened. He unfollowed me last night. I woke up this morning. Because, like, cause like, I do have an app that tracks it because I am curious with the people who do follow me what happens. Right. And I just – I looked at it and I was like, this is hilarious. So, I just like, oops. So, Whatever. Um. And then, uh, real quick, and we'll let you go. We don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, thoughts on Rob Manfred? We have baseball. <laughs> um, I think I think the CBA is going to be an interesting thing to negotiate. I don't think I, – I, I think everybody needed to do better in that situation, and it didn't need to be this public. Like, I think Twitter made it so public, and – the players got so sensitive um, 
although I'm always going to be for the players, I think they got really sensitive. I think seeing billionaires and millionaires fight over money during a pandemic where hospital workers are getting paid $15 an hour, it doesn't look very good. And that was my thing on it. I was like, if you give me baseball, I will do my best to forget about it. Will I forget about it? No, but I will do my best to forget about it. Right. Um, yeah. So that, that's my take on it. I'm, I don't really have an opinion on Rob Manfred. He, his job was to give us baseball, and it looks like he's done that. I think you're one of, like, two people I've ever met who's like, I don't have an opinion on Rob, on Rob Manfred. <laughs> he, he's the commissioner of baseball. I would have an opinion on him if you interviewed me September 1st and we didn't have a season. Then I would have an opinion. But it's June 26th, and we are having a season, and it's not going to be him that stops it. It's going to be the coronavirus that stops it. And as far as I'm concerned, he didn't create the virus. So, <laughs> All right, not bad. Did you pick a KBO team, though? I, all the names confuse me. Um, but I think it's interesting. I think you can see the difference in the levels between Major League Baseball and the KBO. And to be honest, it makes me think about how many American kids who are not quite good enough to play Major League Baseball, but who play in AA could go play in the KBO. Although I think they do have a rule, you can only have three foreign players per team, yep. or else it would be, you know, mm-hmm. the minor leagues over there. But to me, it, it really makes me wonder why more guys don't try to go over there. Because I think it's a really cool, interesting product. You just as someone who's watched baseball, you can tell the difference. That's all. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And I think Adam Jones is in China, right? Japan. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, he I think, once. yeah, I, I miss Adam Jones in the big leagues. I think yeah. that, that's. Yeah. He would be a good interview too. Oh my God. I, I would love to talk to any of those guys. I, I, I really wanted Blake Snell. I thought about doing the whole thing that I did with Jim Duquette, Jim Duquette with Blake Snell a month ago. Cause he was at the forefront of the players coalition on being paid. I think he would have been amazing because he's just an opinionated riot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on. I mean, Always a pleasure talking baseball with anyone who knows this stuff. Uh, <laughs> I I appreciate you saying that. And if you want to learn sabermetrics, I'm sure Billy will be able to give you a class. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you get into say just quickly for like five minutes? Why did yeah, you yeah, choose yeah. to dive into sabermetrics? What what made you want to do that? Uh, well, I was a pitcher for a very long okay. time, and like, yeah, flash ERA is cool. But then when you start getting deeper in, it shows the actual value of a pitcher. And I just think that that's just so much cooler. I don't like it. I'm not really huge on sabermetrics for hitters. Uh, Some things I am, some things I'm not. It's give and take. But uh, yeah, I really just got into it just because I love pitching. Baseball as a whole, I love, but pitching is forefront to all of it. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. Since you're a big sabermetric guy, the biggest debate I see is Rendon or Arenado, who are you taking? People get so angry over this debate. If you don't pick their guy, what do you take? If I had to take somebody right now to be on yeah. my team now, Rendon. Yeah. Okay. For the long haul, Arenado. 
Cool. Then you get the Cubs fans asking, what about Chris Bryant? I think Chris Bryant is top 10. I mean, there was a debate who was better, Turner or Bryant, uh, in one of the chats I was in yesterday. Oh, jeez. I think Bryant by name is bigger, but I think as an everyday baseball player, I think Justin Turner is as good as it gets. I think I think he is one of the best baseball players around. Not the best players around, but I think he is one of the best baseball players around. And that's cutting out the metrics and all that. That's right. showing what he does on the field by your eyes. I think right. I think seeing a baseball player, you want to be Justin Turner. Yeah. I just agree with that. Instinctual, yeah. Yeah. Baseball IQ. That that hurts. That hurts. I, mean, I, think, I think Chris Bryant could be a Hall of Famer, but the guy hasn't stayed healthy. And I, I mean, I think his down year was what twenty nine home runs, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I listen. <laughs> what a what a bunch of takes you've given us. That's for sure. Chris Bryant. You guys got to cut those up and send them to me. Oh, we will. You got it. We definitely will. <laughs> oh man. Wow. Andy Pettit over Kershaw and Chris Bryant a Hall of Famer. I, I've heard. But of- like. <laughs> but I said potential Hall of Famer, and I think if sure. the guy puts up seven years of thirty plus bombs, I think t- I think a lot of people will, will be upset at him being a Hall of Famer. But you can't take that away from him. Like he he's gonna get paid because because of his home runs. People don't like home run as a stat. That's still what they pay you for. They're, people aren't paying you for your runs created plus yet, or your weighted runs created plus yet. When when you start getting paid for that, great. But Baseball still pays you because you hit 30 home runs. And I like how you said yet. We know it's, it's going to go in that direction. Oh, 100%. But people were like, oh, contracts don't matter. Well, Chris Davis would be out of baseball if, if home runs and contracts don't matter. He, Jose Bautista would have been out of baseball if home runs don't matter. So those guys are making a living because they can hit the ball out of the ballpark. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. I, I love talking to you guys. I'm happy to do it anytime for sure. Just just let me know. How much did we raise for charity? I would love to know how that's I think right now the count was 340, 350. That's awesome. It's going straight to frontline workers. And I appreciate I, your, help, your help with it. And uh, yeah. we'll have to have the rest of them on as a, a little group call real quick and, and kind of. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. We'll have to do that one of these days and. Uh, Hopefully, the first of many tournaments will reduce some, raising some money for different. Uh, uh, can't think of the word right now. Different uh, causes. Yep, absolutely. And uh, we'll be doing plenty more, hopefully. Absolutely, I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you. No Thank problem, you. man. Stay, uh, stay well and healthy, and uh, hopefully, we can get back to some sort of normalcy uh, soon. Hey, you as you well. Too. Hopefully, uh, we get Mets Yankees opening day, July twenty third. I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, thanks again. Thank All you. Right, stay well, fellas. Take care. You too. Yee, yee, yee. Love you, bye.